Hi everybody, welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And you can probably hear I'm in the mobile studio, uh, heading back from the school pickup, I'll drop off, sorry, this morning and uh, got a very, very busy day. It's midweek here, it's Wednesday and um, it's my... It's my single biggest day of the week in terms of client facing time, etc. Starts at 5 a.m. in the morning, goes through till about 8.30 p.m. at night. It's um, pretty much back-to-back the entire day. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of payday, I suppose, today. But today's topic I wanted to talk to you about are uh, the uncertainty that it's ex- that's existing in the economy right now. And it's creating uncertainty uh, amongst our consumers as well. And so, in so I'm based in Melbourne, Australia, and we're having a federal election in I don't know two weeks' time. I just cast a, po- a postal vote uh, just uh, yesterday. Actually, posted it yesterday um, because I try and avoid polling stations like the plague on the day there are more efficient ways to do it so I do a postal vote and um, what that does around election time over the past few weeks around it there's there's uncertainty because people are like oh well if this party gets in if that party gets in then they're just a little bit anxious and people get emotional about the, the decisions and <coughs> they, they hold off on expenditure etc etc heading into the end of the financial year here in Australia. We have a 30 June financial year and um, you know, so with the sort of the first week or so, second week into May right now and so uh, that can also create some uncertainty for people because they're waiting to see well, you know, which government's in uh, what are the tax benefits that they can get before now and at the end of the year so maybe there'll be a splurge in expenditure, maybe there won't be. Uh, we know that the global supply chains will probably never be the same again. We've seen so much disruption uh, with COVID over the past two years and still see it now. Uh, wage rates are going through the roof. Um, I'm hearing uh, through my, my network of uh, trades and just businesses in general, but trades are being particularly hard hit. They just can't get staff at the moment. And what's driving a lot of that here is, I think there's two things. One is, and I'm seeing this around the globe, the stimulus packages that have been provided by the governments around the globe, uh, basically paying people to stay in jobs. And um, one of my clients who runs a really successful business, uh, he was telling me this morning that he'd heard this stat yesterday where um, we had a thing here called Job Keeper, uh, which, in other words, was we'll keep paying your employer, keep paying you, even during COVID, where you couldn't go to work because your business is being shut down. We'll keep paying you to keep your job open. And he said that it was the number was something like one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. It was costing per job to hold open. Now, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but it may have been a $60,000 job, maybe $70,000 job, maybe less. But let's say it's $60,000 and you're essentially paying $120,000. So you're paying double to keep that job. And so what does that mean? 
it's meant that people have uh, coming out of the COVID situation, JobKeeper, and they're being paid more than they were when they were in the job, which means they're reluctant to come back. It's like, but I was getting paid more before, I'll just stay at home. Now, the JobKeeper um, payments have stopped now, uh, but it's just really impacted the, the mindset of people. And so there's a combination of industries that are really struggling to get staff because they can't find motivated, the right staff, whatever, to do it. And then we've also had uh, massive natural disasters here in Australia, but there's also been a, a massive boom in building as well through COVID, particularly in regional areas because people have wanted to get out of Metro because Metro have been really locked down. And so it's created a, a lot of demand for these trade type services and they can't hold on to the staff because their uh, loyalty doesn't seem to come into it for a lot of these tradies. And so if they can go work somewhere else and get an extra thousand bucks a fortnight or something, then they'll do it. They don't care that somebody supported them all through COVID, etc. They'll just jump for that next dollar. And, and so there's a lot of a lot of demand for services. So that's pushing the price up. We know that the global supply of uh, say building products for instance through the whole home have gone up uh, windows have maybe gone up by 30 40 percent here um, uh, you know it just adds to the cost of a home so then that is having a flow-on effect as to first home buyers because they're saying well golly 12 months ago it was costing me say forty thousand dollars less or fifty thousand dollars less or more to buy a new home, so I might as well just buy an established home because I'm gonna save that $40,000, $50,000. I mean, that's a lot for a first home buyer, right? And they've provided stimulus packages for that, where it might be, I don't know, a first home buyer might get $25,000 as bonuses uh, to build a new home. And so, uh, if it's still gonna be more, then obviously they're just gonna, stop building and look to buy something. Now there's still a lot of pressure on prices, like Melbourne's one of the most expensive places in the world to buy a home. Um, uh, you know, prices in my estate have gone up for the first time in the last two years, gone up over a million dollars. And uh, you know, they're just, they're kind of settled a little bit, but they're still right up there. The war in, uh, in Ukraine. Um, that's had a, a big impact on petrol prices here. Um, so just over the last week, so I, I have to fill up, I'm doing less travel now because I'm not having to go to hospital, but um, filling up about once a fortnight every two weeks. And so I filled up, I think it was last week, and it was $1.76 a litre here, uh, which was cheaper. You know, because I filled up a well, a month ago, maybe, maybe a little more, it was $2.12. And so today, okay, that was just last week. So today, the majority of prices around my area are $2.15. There are some at $1.68 still, uh, but uh, the, the average seems to be $2.15.9. So there's a lot of pressure on that. Interest rates here just went up by 25 percentage points, so 0.25%. Uh, that's having a pressure on households. Uh, inflation rate for this last 
quarter, I think was 5.4 or 5.8%, something like that. The highest that it has been in years and years. They're my direct um, notice, I suppose, of an increase in price was just this last week. I bought some salad. Uh, I buy pre-packed salads. I hate making salads, so I buy pre-packed ones in a bag. Uh, last week, to uh, so Thursday to Sunday, or was it Saturday? Saturday or Sunday? The price of my salads has gone up by twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent just on that one product. And it's like wow, that's a massive increase on one product. Um, now other products haven't increased they're keeping them low and they're having half price sales on some products but um, it's not normally your healthy food that's all going up like tomatoes which at a time of the year when you would expect to be maybe $2.99 a kilo are $7.899 a kilo now, everything's quite expensive a cucumber which you get for 90 cents is now $3.50 um, and that's been driven by some natural disasters as well as the distribution costs, ever, like petrol costs, everything has just gone up. So all that creates, all of that stuff that I've just said creates a lot of uncertainty in people. <clears throat> They're like, oh, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen. What do I do? Um, you know, investment-wise, if, if people have got that extra money to invest, a lot of people don't. The area I live, we have massive disparity in uh, wealth. I mean, we've got people that are homeless, uh, but we've got people that are like worth hundreds of millions of dollars as well and live in, you know, big, big properties all within this same area. Um, so when you get all of these different competing pressures, and look, I mean, Russia just had their, whatever they called it, celebration day or or whatever at the to acknowledge the, the end of the Second World War anniversary. Uh, I think they had that yesterday, my time. Uh, you've got these crazy leaders around the world that kind of just have their finger hovering above a button. And we, we live in such a delicate balance sometimes of where things, and COVID's taught us that, for our generation anyway, uh, that things can be looking like just fantastic but then you know are we on the brink of a, a third world war are we on the brink of something uh, devastating happening in the economy so i've given you a lot of information so what i would say is this it's always easy to get unsettled and become more uncertain and panicky when uh, you know there's a lot of different things going on in the economy but think about this, the, the stock market, the property market, the price of gold, it all goes in ebbs and flows, right? The, when things are really tough, the gold price tends to go up uh, a little bit because people tend to put their money into resources and, and things like that, or they take their money out of investments and hold it as cash. You know, when the crap hits the fan, if, um, you know, the, there's a disaster, then the biggest problem that they have for people is getting them cash because all the electronic stuff goes down, Wi-Fi and all those sort of things go down. So people can't transact financially. So it comes down to the old-fashioned way, here's cash, I'll give you cash, 
and that's how we're going to transact. Um, so people uh, react emotionally to some of these things. But look at the, the stock market and look at it over the, the history of time and you can see that it's always on an upwards trajectory, just like real estate, um, just like uh, many different investments. But of course, there's some that may not be like that at all. Like you've got your things like your crypto, you've got the NFTs and things like that, which uh, can be highly volatile and might be really hot and sexy at a point in time. But then the next day, they can be worth nothing. They can be worthless overnight. These, like these NFT, the concept of these NFT things that they could be worth a million dollars today and then tomorrow it gets completely gone because the demand for it has just disappeared overnight. I mean, it's possible. It happens. Um, I don't invest in that kind of stuff. Um, I, I look for the long term. Okay, so when it comes to your investments, you've got to be, you've got to be strong. You've got to do what's consistent. And often during a crisis, some really awesome opportunities come up. I mean, I look at my from a business perspective, and the number of opportunities that came up during COVID was just great. I mean, I'm I've now completely changed the way that I do business uh, because of COVID. And perhaps I wouldn't have put my mindset there if COVID hadn't come along because we all get stuck in that rut of doing things the way that we've always done them and you don't necessarily take a step away from the business to think, okay, well, I need to do this. And because COVID taught us to to uh, kind of live a little bit differently, um, we have learnt to be adaptable and, well, I certainly have, to be more adaptable and more creative with the, the things that I'm doing. So my message today is that, yeah, there's, there's more uncertainty and, you know, we don't know what the next 12 months is going to look like. The reality seems to be that the US will go into a recession. Okay, will it be a depression? Uh, who knows? I doubt it. Uh, but maybe a recession. And then here in Australia, if the US goes into recession, there's a, there's a pretty solid chance that we would go into a recession as well. Um, I think if we went into a recession and war war breaks out and so forth, then that could be you know, even worse for us. But, you know, things can happen every day. I think you've got to stay focused on, uh, you know, what you're doing, look for the opportunities, continuing to do that, continuing to build relationships, not worrying about the unknown, but worrying about what you can control uh, with your investment strategy. Maybe uh, now's not the time to be, you know, being in volatile markets. Maybe uh, now's the time to be, uh, you know, holding strong in them, the investments that you've got, and then waiting perhaps for some of those opportunities that are, uh, could be coming up in the next little bit. The same as real estate. I mean, I don't know that it's, it's a good idea to be buying real estate, certainly in my estate here at the moment, because you know that you're going to be buying at the top end. And right now, the prices are either stabilizing or going down. The demand is way less. The pressure on interest rates, all it will take is, a, you know, say another 25 percentage point increase and you know, so a, a total of a, a half a percent increase in mortgage rates here and people are, are so heavily leveraged that everything can fall over and all of a sudden you've now got this massive massive glut of properties on the market because people just need to get out and get their cash and pay their debts and go do something else and so then that push well, there's a lot of pressure on rental markets at the moment rents have gone through the roof as well and not so much here compared to 
Queensland, I think I saw something recently where uh, rate, uh, rate rises in rent here have gone up by about 3.4%, up in places like uh, Brisbane, so sunny North, North Queensland, <clears throat> sorry, North Australia, uh, we've had like tens of thousands of people leave Victoria during COVID to go up to Brisbane because they weren't locked down as much. Better weather, all that kind of stuff, and just um, people were just over it. And I think their rent rises have gone up by something like 15.8%, something like that, like really, really big because there's so much demand for property up there. And so what's that mean? So down here, there's going to be an opportunity where there will be sell-offs of properties and there'll be more bargains here compared to right now. Um, so maybe it's worth waiting a little uh, before you're going to step into that, that space. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some pain to come for sure um, for people. Um, I guess I'm, I'm grateful for the position that I'm in, but that's all come through uh, good fortune, hard work, good management, being good with the money over many, many years. And, um, you know, that's, that's how I'm setting myself up for the, you know, a comfortable financially free future. Uh, so yeah, lots of uncertainty out there. Uh, but don't go panicking, you know, just stay strong, uh, keep doing what you know you're good at, keep building those relationships and, um, you know, I really only worry about those things that you can control. You can't control the economy. You can control your input into the economy, but you can't control what's going to happen, what may or may not happen. Uh, I would just say, don't be emotional about it. Um, be sensible about it. So if you want to connect with me, go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. You can opt in for a free consultation. I'd love to connect with you, have a conversation, build a relationship and see how we can make your 2022 the best year yet. See you tomorrow.